It is Locked On Jazz for the 3rd of January. Welcome to 2023 Locked On Jazz. Clutch play. What's going wrong with the Utah Jazz late in games? The Kings are in town. A preview of that. Lowry Markkinen's all-star campaign's underway. And Donovan Mitchell dropped 71. Plus, it's a Tuesday, but a Trends Monday. We're confused. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, how are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. For the first time, users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's Prize Picks, promo code Locked On. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free. We are available on all podcasting apps. We're available on YouTube for the community uh, there as well. Uh, to chat, please subscribe or follow whatever the uh, device app or the app asks and be a part of the community. Um, and on YouTube, hit that little bell button so that you can be notified whenever we put up an episode. Thanks so much. Um, so first off, obviously what happened last night, Monday Night Football, um, scary and um, not what you expect out of sports. Um, also not kind of what we're going to do here, not in any disrespect, but you come here for jazz stuff. Um and I've got a you know, million thoughts on it, but it's just not the spot. So we're going to proceed with Jazz in understanding of, you know, that's a, a, tr- a scary, scary moment for um, for sports. And uh, we wish our, our thoughts and best to both all the players that were on the f- field and, and experienced that, as well as obviously uh, DeMar, the individual. So uh, let's, let's get to the Jazz, who have... Um, continued to play incredible game after incredible game after incredible game, and who are right now have played the most games within five points with five minutes left of any team in the NBA this season. So that's pretty great. Um, And I actually think that's probably, we're going to get into like, okay, why we're not winning, but, and certainly you play the game to win. I'm not like, but, that's actually from a standpoint of where this season started and everything like that. The fact that the Jazz have played 24 games now, Miami's now played 26, and Dallas has played 25. So we have the most. Uh, we're right up there. 24 um, games in which we have been within five with five minutes left. Um, just I think when the season started, I thought the anticipation of this roster to me was that we would play these close games and then we'd fiddle we'd we'd fizzle excuse me in the fourth long before it got to clutch time so we're we're definitely a, a full step ahead of and anywhere where i thought um we would be uh in the meantime we have now lost 7 of our last 9 games that are clutch and the way you get on a win streak is you win those i mean frankly um Dallas has suddenly, you know, won seven straight. They're five and zero in the clutch. Indiana's won a bunch of games. They're five and zero in the clutch. You, you, that's a little bit of how you get a hot streak. Clutch is variable. You're taking five minutes of the game of a forty-eight minute game with all sorts of like fewer possessions because it's slowed down a little bit, and then you're making massive observations out of it. I, I do 
love the concept. I think the, the concept is great. The only thing I would kind of add on that is the difference between starting clutch when you're up five versus down five with five minutes left is so dramatically different. And I don't know, you know, if we say it's three points or, you know, I, I don't know if that really changes it um, or if it does a good enough job to capture it. I, I can actually run those numbers and I played around with it last night um, trying to see if there was a better way to understand it because there was a year a few years ago where the Jazz lost a tremendous amount of clutch games. And then if you dug into it, what was really happening is that the Jazz were down four or five every single time they got into these circumstances and then they didn't, you couldn't coming back five points in five minutes is really not very likely. Um, so if you look at it, you know, and then suddenly take, okay, well let's take three points or less. So it's always within one possession. Um, then the jazz find themselves at eight and 13 and have played uh, again, the third most amount of games of any team um, that have been within that. So, you know, frankly, our two wins were 10. And I think we're uh, clutch this year in traditional clutch this year. We actually come out better. We've our, our few of our wins are actually the other where we were ahead by five. It never got closer. We're 10 and 14. If it's clutch, if you take it to one possession, I mean, that's incredible, by the way, we've played so far this year, we've played 21 games that within one possession um, and eight of 13. If you dig into this, some of this begins to make just a little sense, okay? And again, sample size small. But in games within one possession, we're shooting 39%. Okay, that's not very good. Other teams that aren't shooting well are Oklahoma City. Okay, not surprising. Detroit, not surprising. Houston, not surprising. Philadelphia, super surprising. San Antonio and Indiana. All right, so the teams that are struggling late in games, Cleveland is two, actually. Um, which is surprising because Donovan, though his late game has never been great. Last night, he was certainly great. But the teams are shooting 40% or below in the NBA in the clutch are Houston, Detroit, Utah, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, but Devin Booker's been out a lot of the season, Philadelphia, San Antonio, and Indiana. Like, that group shouldn't surprise you. We're shooting 34% from three in those circumstances. We still get about 40% of our shots as three, a little fewer than otherwise. That's no different. Houston shoots 33%. Detroit actually makes 40, but they don't take very many. Oklahoma City shoots 30. 76ers shoot 30. Suns shoot 32. Spurs shoot 22. And the Pacers shoot 24. That's probably like, if we're really honest about who we were when the season started, who our players are, how many of our guys are go-to guys, how many guys are ready for these moments, how many guys are developing into new stuff. Like that totally jives with our expectation when the season started. So, We're 24th in the league in shooting in the final five minutes of a game that's within one possession. All right. Like, and I think it's super important recently to kind of look at how we've gotten into those circumstances and and what what the status is of those games. So Miami the other night, we're just dead tied. Like that was, that was just a a battle to the end. There was five minutes left at the five-minute mark. It's just tied. Like I think it's 111, 109-109. And they, you know, we miraculously got fouled on two three-point plays, and then they were able to go up seven, though. So give them credit. They played that sequence uh, better. The night before against Sacramento, um, we're trailing the whole night. When we go into clutch, it's 
111, it's, a, it's, it's actually 111, 110. We've, at that point, we've evened the game out. We're now into that incredible stretch where there were 10 straight possessions where we changed score and time. We, and then we promptly end up down six, like actually down eight. So that's not great. Like the last two games, like if you're going to analyze this, you have to look at how we came into it. In the last two clutch games, when we came into it, it was dead even with five minutes left. And very quickly after that, we fell behind by two or three possessions, which is, which is a lot. That's difficult. In the Warriors game, it was actually 104. Ty Jerome hit a three at 104, 101 with 518 left. We had trailed the whole night, worked our way back. There's something to both these games that you've trailed the whole way to get back. And then again, we promptly fall behind 107, 103, and then it's we get it to one on Clarkson's three, um, and then we miss some free throws late in that one. And then finally, the Spurs game where we just didn't play very well, the Malik Beasley three kind of would have pulled us back into the game um, in this recent stretch of games where we we have struggled. But in these games, so kind of to all this point of like how, what is it when we get there? In this case, we were down 10 with five minutes left. So that's not a game in which you're probably going to win the clutch. But the other three, we were dead even in these games and unable to pull them out. Um, it, it's probably not like stunning. Just to kind of looking at narrowing it down to the three-point games with five minutes or less. We're 24th in the league in shooting. We go to the free throw line 25th amount. Okay, that's not like stunning. We are middle of the pack and taking care of the ball, which probably would surprise you. We're the sixth best offensive rebounding team. Early in the year, we won a bunch of games based on offense. Defensively, in those settings, we're 14th against the shot, which is better than we are usually. We are in the bottom 10 foul percentage, but not dramatically. We are in the middle of the pack at forcing turnovers. And then the we're 28th in defensive rebounding. So the one area where really we've had massive struggles in the clutch in all these games is actually defensive rebounding. Now the offense recently has begun to struggle. The offense in the last nine, when we've lost seven of nine, one of those wins is against the Warriors. We're shooting 35% uh, from the field. Um, Oh, thank you very much, show. I just realized that I had updated these numbers and... um, was not and didn't and didn't print it out. So this is we're shooting we're seven and nine. We're shooting thirty four percent from the field. We're twenty seven twenty four of our last seventy. We're nine of thirty five from three. So that's not great. And we're only sixty seven percent from the line. So we're we're whether it's wearing on us or what, we're beginning to make some mistakes. Some of the guys that were like brilliant early. Kelly Olynyk made every shot imaginable late in games. He's two of his last eleven. Mike Conley made every shot imaginable early in the year. He's one of his last five. One of four and three from three and three of six from like Clarkson, who's taking this burden. He's never been a go-to guy late in games. He's been amazing recently, but he's never been a go-to guy. He's eight of his last 22, three of 11. And Lowry's been pretty good. He's 40% from the field, 33% from three, 11 of 11 from the line. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing kind of, I think, without, my, my takeaway is this shouldn't be surprising. I think this is probably if we were, really honest about this team and what we're going to expect this year, this would have been the area where not having the Donovan Mitchell, not having the go-to guy, this was going to probably be the most difficult aspect. And what the real answer to this is probably, can you make three or four or five plays during the 43 minutes prior to clutch where you go into clutch up four rather than tie and give yourself some more wiggle room to be able to get through these clutch performances? Um, 
And the defensive rebounding has to improve. We're just, you know, that's really the one bugaboo in this whole stretch of games in which we're talking about where the for the season, we're just not a very good late game defensive rebounding team. It costs us, specifically costs us the game um, when we, against Sacramento. In the, in the, let me give one last note on this. In the last nine games, so this is where we're two and seven. All of our games have been within three, one possession. Here, we're 24th in shooting. So suddenly the offense is, is slipping a little bit. We're 15th in free throw rate, which is fine. We're 19th in turnover rate. Okay, that's it's not terrible, actually, considering what we were at times. What's interesting is we're not offensive rebounding late in games like we did earlier. Maybe a quest to make sure we get back defensively. Um, we're 20th in defending the shot. Not terrible, considering we're not a very good defensive team. We're fouling a tiny bit more. Um, opponent's free throw rate is pretty high late in games. Now, we might be fouling because we have to. That's kind of a missing stat, misleading stat. We're in the middle of the pack at forcing turnovers, and then there it is again. We're 24th in defensive rebounding. So even in the recent stretch, the defensive rebounding is the biggest key, and the shooting's just, I think, variable late in games, and we're just not making some of those shots. Is it, is it that simple? I actually do think that you go back and look at the clutch play, which I did last night. There's just a good look after good look, and so you're just taking these small sample sizes, and they swing more than they would otherwise, and we're swinging the wrong way right now. The defensive rebounding is the one constant that is in our clutch struggles that is there all of the time during the season. And so I think that's super, that's relevant, and it is a little bit of our personnel makeup, Walker, who is getting more time in the clutch, is not particularly strong rebounding. Jared is not a great defensive rebounding. He just doesn't take up space. Kelly's not a great defensive rebounder. He doesn't get up. Um, Lowry's not a great defensive rebounder. He's got to get better um, for us to survive. So, I mean, I frankly would love to play Lowry at center late in games. Um, but I, I we would really never clear a board. Um, so, it's, it's an interesting, you know, I think this is, it's a tough little stretch for us. Um, having lost seven of nine clutch games, four straight overall. It's a testing, it's a testing time. Uh, Jazz and the Kings tonight, we're going to run through a bunch of notes. Jordan Clarkson is doing some stuff that I don't think is getting recognized, and I want to make sure that we do recognize it. He is absolutely uh, on fire in the way he is playing. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. The Murdochs have been in Utah for over 80 years, have been here for you, want you to have the no regrets experience at Murdoch where nothing about your experience leads you with any type of regret at all. And the Hyundai car lineup is absolutely fantastic. From the Tucson to the Santa Fe to the Palisade to the Little Kona, Forgot about Lacona and the, to the great Sonata and the Elantra. The Elantra was named the North American Car of the Year, and the Ionic 5 was the Motor Trend Car of the Year. Hyundai continues to bring in the awards year in and year out with their innovative style, with all of their uh, great bells and whistles you get for such an incredible price. So if you're looking for a car, make sure you put Hyundai on the list. Test drive it for yourself. If you're going to go visit one of the Hyundai dealerships, Murdoch Hyundai dealerships, please email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. We'll set you up with a VIP meeting with Jake and Lyndon Cameron in Murray, uh, or if you're going up to Logan as well, we can take care of you there as well. It's all Murdoch Hyundai, located 4646 South State Street, also in Logan and in Linden. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is with a 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON. An easy, fun way to play. Prize Picks makes, brings the entertainment to you in every regard. Uh, 
Just pick two to six players. You can get your entries in in under a minute, and you uh, can get a little bit more enjoyment out of it. And whatever sport, NBA, NFL, whatever it might be that you want to play, Eurobasket, disc golf, Entries can be made in 60 seconds or left. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in 30 states or more. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up. Daily Fantasy Sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. If you do $72.50, $72.50. Don't forget, enter the promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100 with Prize Picks. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. For your second listen, Locked on Sports today has all the big news covered, as well as the uh, bunch of our few of our guys were in the building in Cincinnati yesterday. Um, we'll talk about the environment, the experience, uh, what it was like to be there, um, as well as all the other things that are going on in sports. Donovan 71 last night. We'll touch on that um, as well. All right, I want to get Jazz Kings tonight and uh, just a bunch of other items there's just been a lot of games, a lot of time, a lot of things to talk about. So transition tonight's the big one. We allow the second most amount of transition per game, and the Kings um, top the league uh, with the most. So we allow 21 transition possessions a game, which comes out to about 19% of all possessions. And the Kings are in transition about 23% of the time, which is about 20% of all possessions. So now, what's interesting about the Kings this year that I think is why they're way better than they've ever been before and, and where's the bonuses. They're actually a really good half court team. We're the fifth best. They're the fifth best offensive half court team in the NBA right now. Um, they're a really, really bad half court offense or defense. They're 29th in the league in half court defense. So we've we've got to be able to exploit that. So that you know the way you stop them from running is putting the ball in the net. I don't think we can just slow down De'Aaron Fox. I don't think we you know we don't have those kind of athletes to run with them. So the way that we're going to have to win this game tonight is offensively being superb. And slowing down them because of the fact that we're 29th, they're 29th in the league in half-court defense. And so can we execute in the half-court? Can Lowry have another big game? Can Jordan have another big game? I want to talk about Jordan. Jordan is doing stuff that I I think is getting lost in the midst of Lowry. And boy, what an awesome all-star campaign the Jazz have put out for Lowry. The finisher, the poster, all the efforts they went to. I hope you read those articles. The Jazz uh, actually brought in the ice. If you've seen the poster, there's a there's a poster called the Finisher, and um, they have the Jazz have, have put it out as an All Star campaign, and it's out of the ilk of the great '90s posters. Um, I had the Iceman and Truck Robinson on my wall, and the Mailman, um, and so the Jazz have put out this great, great poster. And if you haven't seen, hopefully you've seen it. I could probably see if I could figure out a way to throw my screen up for you on YouTube, but I'm not so good. Let's see if I... I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't think this is going to work. Um, this is not very good broadcasting right here. Nope, that's just my family. But if I do this, you'll get it. Um, so anyway, the Jazz built this... Inc- this was not like planned right here. So the Jazz built this incredible uh, poster of Lowry with a basket in the background. It's actually a real basket. It's actually really shattered. They brought in all this dry ice. They made it a, a, just an incredible um, of work. And Lowry uh, in the poster had Lowry get involved. It's really super work by Ben Barnes and his team uh, with the Jazz, who uh, this is high-level stuff. It's a pretty cool article if you want to read it about all the things 
Um, they did. It's you know if you've ever seen the Carl Malone special delivery poster, it's an all timer. The Iceman poster is an all timer. Um, but it's got cool stuff to it. It's also got a bunch of little tiny details. It's got the Nordic cross in it. Um, and it's got, it's, it's just really, really well done, fun poster to launch the ad, the all-star campaign for Lowry marketing. And they've jumped on it early. So it's getting recognition. It's really, really well done. Um, and I love the note Andy Larson had in his story that marketing it's already in marketing's five-year-old's room, uh, which is super cool. So I, for once again, talking about Jordan, I ended up talking about Lowry. I want to talk about Jordan for a second. Jordan's doing some really cool stuff. So first off for the month of December, Jordan averaged 22 points, four rebounds, four assists. He shot 46% from the field and 34% from three. So if you dig in a little bit, he's averaging 22 points a game, which is a massive jump from what he did a year ago and what the Jazz asked him. He's starting for the first time, and I think we all just kind of dismiss this as though it's no big deal, but Jordan's starting for the first time since the 2015-16 season. He's got seven straight games over 20 points right now. His assist totals for the season have jumped from 2.5 to 4.5. His career high was 3.5 his rookie year. He had not been over 2.6 since. So he's now at 4.5 on assists per game. The other night he had nine. He's shooting right, you know, his career numbers as a shooter are 34% from threes, right on that, about 35%. He's two-point shooting, he's there. He's going to the free throw line, though, more than he's ever gone before. But when you dig kind of the next level into Jordan's numbers, some of the most interesting things are, in the month of December, his points per drive. So for the season, he's 1.03. In December, he was 1.07. Okay, it's, it's .04, who cares? It's actually a pretty considerable jump. Like, as attention has increased on Jordan during the season, his efficiency on drives has improved to 1.07. Jordan, his pick-and-roll game, which he really ran almost no pick-and-rolls when Donovan and Mike were around, right? Like, that's just something we didn't ask Jordan to do in any way, shape, or form, was to run any type of pick-and-roll for the Jazz. This year... As Mike has struggled to come back a little bit, as this and Jordan is now running 24% of our pick and rolls. He's run about a little over, I think, 600 was the last number I had on his pick and rolls. I, to contrast that, just to kind of put that in perspective, I think he ran like 1,000 all season last year. Like both Don and Mike ran 2,500 is my memory, and Jordan ran like 1,000. Um, so he's, he's at 600 already here. Uh, if you go back a few years ago, I think he, when Joe was much more active two years ago, he, he ran like fewer than a thousand, um, pick and roll. So this is an area where the jazz of base, where Will Hardy's basically said, okay, well, you're going to do a lot more. His pick and roll game for the season is 1.05, 1.04 going into the month was about a 1.02 for December. He was 1.11. He was by far our best pick and roll guard for the month of December, which is pretty incredible. He's great with Kelly Olenek at 1.18. He's also great with Walker Kessler. So let's keep an eye on that. He's not very good with Lowry. They have not found a mix together. Mike's a little bit better with Lowry than, than Jordan is. But let's keep an eye on Clarkson and Walker Kessler 
and whether that goes. But just a tip of the hat to Jordan for his improvement in his drive game, his pick and roll game, um, and things of that nature. Um, the other one to watch tonight is Colin Sexton's back out with a hamstring. So Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's been out of the rotation, I assume will step back into the rotation. And I don't know what we're going to do with Walker, whether he's going to start or come off the bench. But Walker and Nikhil Alexander-Walker actually have kind of had a, a pretty good combo. Nikhil going to his left hand, Walker rolling with the able to catch in his right hand. It, it's a nice combination. The nice thing about a left-hander is that the big guy can roll with his right hand out. Um, and it's, it's helped him out a little bit. Walker's defensive rating the last two games, a 107 against Miami and a 92 against Sacramento. Really, really good. And Walker played, I think, 18 straight minutes um, to wrap that one up. So pretty incredible uh, to watch that develop. All right, Demata Sabonis is a big factor tonight for the Jazz. They've got to figure out something to do with that. Donovan goes off for 71, and we might try to quickly look at some league trends as well today. Today's show is brought to you in part by BetOnline, BetOnline.net, where you can get all your news, information, and uh, insight on sports. It's all at BetOnline.net. You can get involved in all the action. Um, However, you please uh, look at the latest lines on the NFL moving into week 17, which I'm pretty certain will continue just as is. Um, The First games are Saturday, the Chiefs and the Raiders. The Chiefs are an eight-and-a-half point favorite over the Raiders. And the Jaguars are a six-and-a-half point favorite over the Titans. There's some big games with playoff implications. The Steelers are a two-and-a-half point favorite against the Cleveland Browns. Minnesota's a four-point favorite over the Vikings. The Seahawks are a six-and-a-half point favorite against the Rams, while the Eagles try to are a 14-point favorite over the New York Giants uh, to see if they can hold on to their spot. Cowboys are a four-point favorite over the Washington Commanders. Bought a bunch of great games tonight. Jazz and the Kings, one of only three games in the docket. The Jazz are a three-point favorite with the over-under at 242. It's all at betonline.net, where the game starts. Thanks very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. For your second listen, feel free to go grab our friends over at Locked on NBA for the game-to-game show with a bunch of action last night, including Donovan dropping 71. So a bunch of thoughts on this. One is awesome. We've always known he had, I don't know that any of us ever thought he had 71 in him. But what we are seeing is whatever joy he lost for a while. And I used to always talk to Donovan about this. This was kind of our number one conversation we used to have. Like at some point, Donovan, you're going to have to figure out, can you keep the zest and the joy that you had? He has it back. Played 50 minutes last night. He took 34 shots to score 71 points. It's in, he's 7 of 15 from three. He has really done everything you can imagine to become virtually unguardable. And the main thing he's done is this off-the-bounce three-point shot that he had, that he's always had, but it's it used to be sitting at league average, and it's just taken him a little while to develop. It is now elite. I mean, he is shooting... He is taking the sixth most amount of pull-ups in the league at 5.6 a game. He is making 45% of his off-the-bounce three-point shots, at which point he's really almost unguardable. Steph Curry's at 48%. Tyrese Halliburton is at 42%. Tyler Hero is at 43%. Desmond Bain, who was the number one last year, is at 41%. Those And Bones Highland is at 44%. Of guys that take three a game, those are the only guys in the entire league that are over 40%. Like Dame Lillard's at 38%. Donovan's at 45.3% on off-the-bounce threes. 
if once he's doing that, you have to go over on every pick. You it becomes almost impossible to try to figure out how you're gonna gonna guard him. He's now driving in the lane and he's just having and last night he's playing with power and strength. He looks like he's in better shape than he was a year ago. He played fifty he could not have played fifty minutes in a game last year. If we're being really honest about it, he just never was in maybe coming off that ankle or whatever reason. He was never in that level of physical condition. But it's pretty great to watch him have this kind of joyousness. He had 20 at halftime and 51 in the second half in overtime last night. I mean, that's mind-blowing. Third quarter, Donovan last night had 24 points on 6 of 9 shooting. went to the free throw line 12 times. In the fourth quarter, he followed with 18 on 7 of 11 shooting. And then in the fourth quarter last night, he went, in the overtime, he went 4 for 4, 3 of 3 from 3, and 13 points. You know, he's great. Um, and, you know, I, I you can be broken that we, he's not ours anymore. I think that that's completely fair. Like, he's just that great a talent. You just don't see it very often. And he's maximizing it right now, and it's wonderful to see. Because that's, you know, you want to see these players do as well as they can. And he is rolling. And uh, and I think, more importantly, he just looks happy. Whether particularly off-the-court stuff as well as on-the-court stuff. He has a new girl. Um, he's much more out about who, it, you know, sp- like sharing it. And he just seems to be in a great place. He was in, talking to people when we were in Cleveland. He seemed to be in a great place. And I think he learned from some of the mistakes that he made. Because that's what we do in life. Is that we actually learn from what we did before and pretty amazing to see him drop 71 and play in that nature. Um, I didn't get a chance to review that one. I have a bunch of games I'm behind that I'll try to get to um, somehow between now and tomorrow for the show. Tuesday, we usually do um, we usually do the uh, late games, but I thought league trends on a Monday might be more important than we'll catch up on, on late games the next few days. Um, Brooklyn is obviously the hottest team in the league. Quickly on league trends. Interesting, Washington is second at 6-1 and one over the last games with a plus 12 differential. Um, oh, actually, I said this last week that we should be doing this in the opposite direction. So we are going to do this in the opposite direction this week. Um, let's do the last 10 games, and then we'll do last two weeks. So Brooklyn is still the number one team. Brooklyn, offensively, here's the five hottest teams in the league are Brooklyn, Philadelphia over the last two weeks, 10 games, Memphis, the Knicks and Washington with Dallas right there as well at six. Coldest teams in the league, Houston, Detroit, San Antonio, Charlotte, and Milwaukee. Interestingly, at minus five in Chicago. Da- uh, ba- Brooklyn's offense over the last 10 games is 5.4 points better than anyone else in the league. So Brooklyn's one offensively. Dallas is two. New York is three. Cleveland is four. Indiana has won seven of their last 10. It's five. They've really become the story. We, we've quieted a little bit. They have not. Portland sixth offensively. Teams are having a hard time scoring right now are Houston, Charlotte, Milwaukee, Oklahoma City, Golden State, and Detroit. Boston's 24th offensively, which is really surprising. Last 10 games, the best defensive teams are Memphis, Philadelphia, Boston, Washington, surprising, New York, and Brooklyn. Brooklyn's the sixth best defensive team with that offense. That's how you win as many as straight as they have. Uh, teams that can't defend right now are San Antonio, Chicago, Detroit, Sacramento, so the last 10 games, they're 27th league defensively. We've got to take advantage of that tonight. Toronto and the Lakers. Uh, and that's, so that's the last 10 games. If we go to the last two weeks, 
Some of these change a little bit. Brooklyn, Washington, Boston becomes the third hottest team. Dallas, the fourth, New York, and Philadelphia. We're actually right up there. Ironically enough, at two and four, in the last two weeks, we're the 10th ranked differential team in the league. Teams that are struggling are San Antonio, Milwaukee, Detroit, Houston, and Phoenix. So no Chris Paul. Giannis in and out. Milwaukee's not quite right. Charlotte um, as well. Best offenses in the last two weeks. Brooklyn is still dominant. Dallas, number two with Luka. New York, three. Indiana, four. And the Jazz are the fifth best offense in the last two weeks. Um, and 21st defensively. We're really playing very, very well. Just late game variability. The worst offense in the league the last two weeks is Milwaukee, then Charlotte, Oklahoma City, Houston, and Detroit. Surprising to keep hearing Milwaukee's name. Best defenses in the last two weeks. Stunning Brooklyn. Last two weeks, Brooklyn's the number one offense, number one defense in the league. Washington 2, Memphis 3, Oklahoma City 4, New Orleans 5. And the teams that aren't defending are San Antonio, Detroit, Cleveland. Interesting, because they're like number two or three in the league. Number three in the league, and they're 28th in the last two weeks. Phoenix, Sacramento, and the Lakers. That is Locked On Jazz for today. Thanks very much for tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now go listen to Locked On Sports today. We'll be back with you tonight with Postcast after the game, as well as a little uh, Locked On Jazz tomorrow. Have a good one.